Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 111, Inspector Gadget. Welcome to Episode 111 of the Nut Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Well, hello, hello, my friend. Hello. We've got a little different setup this week, which really gives us the opportunity to stare into each other's eyes. We are. We are and directly. It's great. We're directly across from each other, and I was thinking if we had a table where we're sitting side by side, we would want to put a full-length mirror in front of us yes. so that we could see each other, and we could like hand stuff back and forth easily. Yeah, but because we hand so much stuff around. But then, if the... we ever did video podcast, we could film ourselves and we yeah. could see ourselves mm. <laughs> as if we would need to do that. Yes. That's as if we want to do that. Awkward. Anyways, we are the not nerd podcast. We're here to help you tech better. We've got a bunch of news, but first we've got some follow up. Yes. A little, week. a little F you to you, our follow up. Yes. So what do we have up first? Well, there was one thing and I don't know how we forgot to talk about it from CES. We talked last week about a mm-hmm. bunch of the stuff. And one of the things was there's a new snuggling robot. I have one of these already. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is, it's more of a pillow, but it's a smart <laughs> pillow that simulates human breathing Go on. to make you sleep easier. <laughs> yes. Uh, for a mere $600 oh. shipping in September. So once again, just proof of CES. <laughs> It was one of the big stories of CES, but it's not possibly available in September. It's vaporware. So enough of that CES. Uh, net neutrality. Remember, like a couple months ago, when the world was on fire because net neutrality was going away, and yeah, this, every the internet was going to burn. Agit Pai had stolen the internet from yes. the world and was going to is this evil emperor? Yeah. Well, like thirty of the states are suing the FCC, and now there's a bunch of senators that are trying to repeal the changes he made. So it's. Like I said, surprising, we don't have to worry about this yet. It's going to get worked out. Now, my problem is they just want to reverse what was done a few months back. Yeah. I want them to look at the best solution for the issue. Fix the problem. Yes. Not just, we don't like you, so we want it back the way it was. My team doesn't like this, so let's switch it. Yeah. Uh, Quick update on Crypto Watch. Did you like my sounder? I love the new sounder. (laughs) It is so uh, appropriate for Crypto Watch. I didn't see a whole lot of news. There was a big dip this week in the prices. (laughs) Why are you looking right at me when you said that? (laughs) There was a big dip in prices across cryptocurrency, but I was one the bar that I DJ at. Friday night, I was down there, and one of the security guards used to work there probably about a year ago and I hadn't seen him since. So he kind of came over and we were talking and <laughs> since he's in the security business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, what are you up to? And he's like, Oh, you know, just, and he asked me how I was doing. I said, Oh, just, you know, trying to make money and very light talk. And he's like, yeah, I've got this buddy in LA that's making tons on <laughs> Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Yeah. He's he like, I'm totally getting into that. And, I gave him 50 bucks oh. and we bought some coin and it, I made, you know, 500 bucks. And I, I, I heard a good explanation. It is basically gambling. It's yeah. all you're doing is gambling that this is going to work out. If you hit the highs and the lows, right, you can make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. He was saying that Tron coin. Yes. Like <laughs> the movie Tron, there's Tron coin. And he said, it's only eight cents right now, but buy in because <laughs> these guys have a couple more months. And if they pull off what they're trying to do, it's going to be worth so much. And it went up to 30 cents the other month. And I made so much money. <laughs> I made but, four bucks. So yeah. here's what I thought you're going to say is my friend is really into this and we're going to win. And he's selling uh, Bitcoin miners. <laughs> no, yeah. so. no, not selling Bitcoin miners. But yeah, his friend's down in California, so he's hoping to get the deposit back from his apartment so that he can fly down to California so his friend can train him how to win at cryptocurrency. Could you not do that over the phone? He just needs to get there with him just so he can understand it. I was just sitting there going, yeah, wow, oh, really, Tron mm. coin. Okay. Mm. I hope he doesn't listen because he's going to be embarrassed. maybe buying some Tron coin. I couldn't it's, figure out how to buy it. We well, need to go visit this guy in California. Yeah, no, you can't mine it. You can't. <laughs> you but got, it has something to do with like media, like it would be movies hosted. I don't. It's so confusing. But I will give you the update of the prices. So okay. Bitcoin, looking at a week, and we record usually record Sunday night, so it's been exactly a week. Yeah. The high over the week 
which was right, I think, like last Monday, was $14,395 per Bitcoin. That's pretty good. The low, 8950 oh. So it You could dipped. have made some money if you You owned. could have made some money, but if you bought on Monday at fourteen four uh, and then tried to sell on whatever it was Tuesday or Wednesday, you would have lost a whole bunch of money. And now it's back up a little bit. It's at $11,476 uh, per Bitcoin. So if we look at like the one month, so it was actually, it's been about a month since the craze craze happened. It was about the middle of December when everybody and their mm-hmm. grandma was yeah. trying to buy some Bitcoin because it was going to go up to $100,000. Mm-hmm. So over the month, um, so what's today? Today would be the 21st. Yes, sir. So December 21st, uh, I can't really tell. It doesn't give me a good number here. But overall, it has changed since December 21st. It has gone down three or $2,700 per Bitcoin mm. overall over the last month. So there was a big pe- – the peak over the last month was 17000 The highest it's been uh, over the three months was it just went over 20000 Wow. Um, I thought sixteen was the highest, but twenty. So um, here's what I'm going to do. You said it's about 11000 a coin right now. Yes. So I'm going to take one month's salary yes. and I'm going to buy one coin. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> that just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, one month's salary of all of our listeners combined. <laughs> well, no, I just make, kidding. I make eleven thousand. Doesn't yeah. everyone? Yeah, take home, take home. Yeah, yeah. after taxes, after taxes. Uh, so that's our crypto watch for the week. Uh, one of the products that we've talked about quite a bit, and it's probably time that we update our pick, mm-hmm. is the Tile device, which is the small device that you put on your keychain. It was a Kickstarter several years ago, and we said, you know, hey, get one of these. Put it on your keychain. You can, if you lose your keys, you can beep it from your phone. If you lose your phone, you can beep it from the little tile device. Yeah. Well, they just came out with a story. They well, they didn't write the story, but they laid off dozens of employees yeah. after the holidays. They had a disappointing holiday, and that's probably because of what you and I did. Yes. As we went together and we bought a pack of the Tracker Pixel. Which is our would probably be our updated pick. What's your experience yeah. been so far? I like that the Pixel is smaller and that you can replace the battery. Yes. Now, full disclosure, when I opened this thing up and hooked it up, about a day later, I got this notice on my phone that says, your battery is low. And I'm like, I just opened this thing. What the heck? Yeah. But I'm like, well, maybe they sit on the shelf for a long time or it, something was sitting on the button. So I was a little disappointed. But... The app said, hey, would you like to participate in our free battery replacement program? And I'm like, heck yeah. Yeah. Guess what came in the mail today? Oh, nice. Your my, new battery. My free battery. But I tested this one through the app, and it says it's at full power. Okay. So maybe it was cold oh. or too hot or something. Just need to warm up a the, little bit. The little pixel was re- – or I'm sorry. Yeah, the pixel tracker pixel. Man, <laughs> it's hard to keep track of this stuff. This little dongle that's on my keys – uh, was reporting to the phone that the battery was dying, but it triggered something with Tracker. Now, I don't know if this is always the case or if it's just your first one, Yeah. but maybe it said, man, this guy just opened this thing up and the just battery's dead. Yeah. Listen to him, a free battery. I thought that was a great touch. It came Good. in today. I don't, I'm don't. i just going to save it because yeah. I don't need it right now. Great service. Yeah, it's, it's good. And I was going to hit the little... <laughs> the little beeper. Yeah, so I was going to bring up that point exactly. I don't think it's because of whatever holiday slumps or whatever it's there are other options now that are more convenient and possibly better yeah i don't know about how the crowdsourcing if it's any better than the tile network but i can say the form factor is much smaller and much more convenient and it's on this little fishing line kind of string i wish it were a little shorter but i can do that myself i can get a shorter string to put on this thing uh, but I like it. What do you What do you think? I I think the same. I have used both. I had one of the older models of the tracker and a tile on my keychain for a while, and I test it here and there. Mm-hmm. They both seem to be about the same. I do like the replaceable battery, so you could go yep. on Amazon buy a bunch of batteries. And the other great thing was these pixels. When we bought them, they've gone up in price a little bit, but I think we paid for an eight pack. We paid like 70 or 80 bucks. So they were on sale. They came out about eight or nine bucks a piece. Yeah. Yeah. So if you watch it, it can really go up and down. Right now it's an eight pack for a hundred 
dollars. Yeah. Um, I think Tile has kind of lowered their price on some of theirs uh, to compete with Tracker, but Tracker is as big of a name as Tile in this industry. Yeah, if they've not really bigger, so. they've advertised a lot. I would put it this way: the Tracker is kind of the uh, inexpensive, rugged. If you lose it, oh well give it to your kids type of thing. And the tile is more of a luxury. This is something that you would give as a gift or if someone had like, but I don't think it's any different though. As well, far but as they the have, product. but they have the nice like white one with this, with the Chrome finish on yes. it and stuff. They're, they're more classy, I guess. Okay. And I think they're probably a little easier to use. I now with the tracker, we're back to the ones that we bought. I was trying out this app thing about, um, the proximity. If you walk away with your keys, it'll oh. beep your phone. If you walk away with your keys without the phone, it'll beep your oh, tile. Yeah. So I've been trying to experiment with this, but because of that battery issue, like every 10 minutes, the thing would go off. It's oh, like, really? It's like, oh, I can't find, you know, because the battery was getting low or something. So I have to completely disabled it. But it's weird that my battery now works fine. So that's a little weird. But, hey, I got a free battery out of the deal, yes. so I'm not too worried about it. But I really want to test if I leave my office with my keys, which are usually in my pocket, and I've left my phone behind, I want it to beep me. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, I walk clear across this huge building, and I need my phone. And I'm like, ah, yep. it's in my office. I got to go back. Or my watch will alert me, hey, you get a text or an email. And I look for my phone. I'm like, I got to walk clear back. Now, it's good for health and exercise, but it's really terrible on productivity when I yeah. do that. So anyway, I'm going to try to test that out. I'll let you know how it goes. And they do have the Trekker Bravo, which is a little bit bigger unit from Trekker. So, but anyways, expensive premium. just get the Trekker Pixel, the ones that we got. They're the cheapest option. Are they waterproof? I or, believe they are waterproof. Resistance? Let's take a look. Oh, I just thought you might know off the top of your head. Because there's nothing more exciting than listening to a podcast where people are searching for things on the internet. Because we couldn't do that before. Or people can't do it at home. You know what I'm saying? I'm being sarcastic. I'm not going to say anything because I'm searching online. Yes, yeah, so. uh, I don't so see I'll anything about being waterproof, but I'm sure they would survive a little splash here or there. Yeah, I think one of their models um, is. But yeah, so we're, that was the long way around to say, go buy some tracker pixels. We'll have a link to Amazon in the show notes. And when you click that link, it gives us a little kickback. So thank you for that ahead of time. Um I think that brings us to Dave's Pro Tip of the Week. So we talked a few weeks ago, I think. Well, actually, last week. Last week. Last week. One ten Episode 110. Yeah, go back and listen to that and get us some more downloads, because we love seeing those downloads trickle in from all over the world. Thank you for listening. Yes. Alexa skills. Oh, and should I have not said Alexa? <laughs> Do we have so many listeners, listeners who all their devices are going off right now? So the Amazon Echo. Yes. You may have an Echo, Echo proper. Mm. You may have an old style Echo. You may have the Echo Dot. Or you may have one of the myriad of devices that are... The show, the look, <laughs> yeah. the round, the... The, the Echo compatible yes. items. And I mentioned that we were playing this game that my friend Phil told me about. Awesome game. And my son and I have been playing it. But there was some question of how do you install an Alexa or Echo skill yes. on the device. Well, there are a couple ways to do that, and I'll just do a quick crash course. And you may know some of these things, or maybe you don't. Well, if you know the name of the skill, and this is something like a game or some type of uh, integration, for example, one of the integrated items is to connect to Bluetooth. Mm. And that's just a built-in skill. And I can say, hey, Echo, connect to Bluetooth. And she'll be like, searching for Bluetooth or whatever. Well, if you want to get a little more complicated than that, you know the name, you can just say Echo install. And the game that we played last week was Song Quiz. Hmm. So Echo, play Song Quiz or add Song Quiz. You, there's a whole variety of things you can do. And she will go to her database, find Song Quiz and say, I found Song Quiz. Would you like to add this skill? And you say yes or no to confirm. So you don't accidentally add skills. Gotcha. One of the probably easier ways to do it is to link, and you have to do this when you set up your Echo anyway, is to open up your Alexa app. So I'm going to do that right now on my phone. 
So the Amazon Alexa app. And there's a menu button, a little hamburger menu is what we call it, the mm-hmm. three lines. You tap that hamburger menu. I love hamburgers. And then you scroll down and there is an entry for skills. So I'm oh. going to tap skills. Now it brings me to kind of like a store. I can type in a search term. I can look through categories, games. Let's see. Let's just see what a couple of them are. The latest arrivals, like the newest skills, business and finance, car-related stuff, food and drink, fitness, things for kids, lifestyle, local skills, movies and TV. You get the idea. Pretty much all the lifestyle-type skills that are out there. And, of course, the one I like is games because I love to play games. That's where you can find song quiz. Nice. To add them here, you find what you want. And I'm just going to find this one here. And it's Jeopardy is on the front screen. So that's a fun game. And since I'm in my app and I'm logged in to my Amazon account and it knows about my Echo Dot, I can just say enable. And I'm going to do it right now. Enable. It's searching for the skill. Now back at home on my Echo, my wife could say, hey, play Jeopardy. And it would play Jeopardy. Nice. That's it. It's 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 installed. It's ready to go. Another great feature of the app is it tells you a little bit about it. It mm. says how to turn it on, how to play this game, and a little more information. Of course, they link back also to the developer's website because this is a third-party developer that has created oh, this. Yeah. So they can get more, more information. So for this particular game, it tells me what the supported languages are. It tells me how to turn it on. So it's called Jeopardy. So I just uh. say... Echo, play, Jeopardy, and it'll start. And typically when these games start, they will tell you how to play and what you need to do. But it's a lot of fun, and it couldn't be easier than just adding something on your phone, or if you know the name of the game or app, add it with your voice. Very nice. And I am looking the Amazon website. It looks like you can do it just, you know, if you're on your computer and you happen to stumble across a skill you want, you can do it through the website too, and it would add it to your account. Yeah, so, you just log in with but your. But I, I do say use the app. Um, it and, and the app has other things, and we can go in that some other time. But they tell you things to try. Uh, you can set reminders, alarms. You can get access to any uh, to do lists or mm. shopping lists that you've added th- with your voice. Yeah, you can access those on your phone, and you can even connect them with other apps. Uh, that will integrate with with Alexa. So it it works really well. If you spend just a little bit of time figuring it out, yeah. it can be very rewarding. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people have them at their house and they do a few limited things. But I mean, there's thousands and thousands of skills that yeah. you can add to it. There's probably something that you would use. So. Well, and to follow up on this in the future, I'm um, we're recording in my office here at work. And so I plan on adding an Echo Dot to this office at mm. some point in the future. So when that happens... We'll go back over how to do some of these things. Very nice. Okay, it is time to move on to some takes, the tech news that we think you need to know about this week. All right. And I was thinking with this takes or quick takes, maybe we're missing an opportunity. Maybe we should call this something like not nerd news mm. or not nerd news of the week not or nerd. news news of the not nerd so <laughs> so to ruminate that yeah. i think about listeners it. let us know what you think yeah. name this section of the show <laughs> here's your opportunity to leave your indelible mark <laughs> on the not nerd podcast by naming our section because i used to call it the quick takes yeah. and we are rarely quick with yeah. any of our takes. So, so now I was, just call it takes. Right, which is a little, if you're a new listener, it's like, why are they calling this takes? Yes. This is weird. So Yeah, so let's step it up with a new name, a new sounder we'll add on it. Let's make it happen. So I think it was actually last Sunday, probably before we recorded, yeah. there was this big crisis in Hawaii, the missile alert that went out to everybody's cell phones, all the alert systems. Wow. And so we've been finding out some more information about it this week, and it basically came down to horrible design. <laughs> we have talked about design interfaces, user experience before. Oh. Uh, there was one picture that there's some controversy whether or not it's the actual system or not. Basically, there is a list of links with very confusing text, and somebody clicked on the wrong link, and there was no confirmation pop-up, no, are you sure you want to do this, Mm -hmm. no, hey, this is very serious, is there a second (laughs) person that confirmed you want to do this? Yeah. None of that, just a link, and it automatically sent out a region-based alert to every single cell phone on Hawaii. Yep. And all of the television stations, all this stuff, mm-hmm. create a huge havoc. I mean, 
freaking out. Probably million dollars, millions of dollars of lost productivity yeah. because of this one button. Trying to got- figure all this stuff out and people, yeah, running around, who knows, trauma. Yeah. But anyways, bad design. Think about your design before you <laughs> implement something. And it got me thinking, you know, we use so many, so much software every day and people use software for their jobs mm-hmm. where you're doing the repetitive thing all the time. And sometimes you'll think, Every single time you do some certain thing and whatever you do, you're like, oh, this is a horrible way to do this. Well, work on fixing that. Yeah. It'll make the world a better place. I've been on the soapbox before, but I can't say it enough. I'm just so against contextual menu design Yeah, where you're on a computer website and you're like, well, I want to – that button was there yesterday. Where's the button? And then you move your mouse over a certain area and the button appears. Yes. What is up with that? When when did someone say we cannot display buttons all the time? They have to pop in and out of existence, like corks or antimatter or whatever. Minimalist design ah. where it goes past the point of being functional. But, well, functionality should come first, and then yes. design second. Uh, next story: Apple, as we know, we've talked about before. They have a ton of money overseas for various reasons, but mostly because it would be very expensive, and they would pay. A lot of tax to bring it back in the U.S. Yeah. Well, part of the new tax plan in the United States changes repatriation. Repatri- Re- <laughs> That's a word. I'm going to let you say it. Repatriation? <laughs> I'm missing a syllable in there somewhere. I think it's just repatriate, isn't it? I don't well, know. Well, okay. Yeah, they're trying to repatriate some money. <laughs> and they have, I forget what it is. It's like, I'm seeing the number here, $350 billion uh, that they have overseas. Yeah. And they're saying now that they're going to bring it back in the U.S. Mm-hmm. They are working to use that to build a huge new uh, location, a $5 billion advanced manufacturing fund. They will be writing a $38 billion check to the IRS, which will be the largest tax payment ever to the IRS. Mm-hmm. And they are committing to create 20,000 jobs in the U.S. over the next five years. And... On top of all that, with the tax new tax plan, they're giving every single employee, I believe it's a $2,500 bonus just, just for being an Apple employee, which other companies around the country are doing that. But looks like it is going to be a huge advantage to the U.S. that they changed the re, how you repatriate money uh, from overseas because there's been a lot of uh, flack given to Apple and some of these other big companies, Apple, because mm-hmm. they're largest, saying, well, why don't you bring this money into the U.S.? Why are you keeping it overseas? You're just cheating taxes. And it's like yeah. they're a business that has to impress their shareholders. If they're just paying ac- extra taxes for no reason when they don't need the money, why would they yeah, it just make bring sense. it in just to pay a high tax rate? I forget what the percentages are of what it's changing from to what it's changing to, but I think it's dropping that tax rate like in half. Well, I think the question to Apple was, Apple, why aren't you making America first? Yes. And now they can. Now they can. So thank you, Apple, for that. Nintendo, they announced this week that they're kind of have this new project. Uh, They're calling it, what is it? Lobo, Lulu, the Ah. cardboard, using cardboard to kind of, with the Nintendo Switch to do all these new projects. Yes. Uh, Tell me more. You're the, the resident gaming expert. Since we don't have Jared in room with us, yeah. you'll have to fill in on this one. We're working on that. He'll be here soon in spirit, if not in person. But Nintendo Labo or Labo, La- or Labo however you want to pronounce it, um, this is a very interesting concept. Yeah. So Nintendo will ship you a game with a cardboard cutout. That you can fold this. It's kind of like a cardboard origami. You fold it into a, a shape, I, I want to <laughs> say. I mean, it could be anything. It could be a vehicle. It could be a creature. It could be, I don't know, a Fishing tree. rod. and Just weird. Uh, yeah, a tool. I'm trying to mute my computer because I don't want it to go off. Like We had some issues with that last week. I think I, I bleeped a bunch of <laughs> out of the show. But it's an interesting concept. So what you can do with this thing is 
you plug the controllers into the cardboard and like if you're fishing right you one of the controllers is like the handle and one is the reel and the software matches kind of what it does there's one that you can fold up and it makes like a miniature piano oh. and when you hit the keys the sound comes out yeah. i do not know how this works it has something to do with all the accelerometers and really high tech sensors that are built into these controllers that they yeah. can they're just amazing. Uh, when the Nintendo Switch first came out, there was this really silly game where it's like, if you move it back and forth, you could kind of feel like there's balls or ball bearings in, or marbles oh, inside wow. the controller. Yeah, there weren't, there wasn't anything in there. But the way the haptic feedback huh. works, it was very convincing. And of course, they have the the milk the cow game and they have the quick draw game. So these controllers have a lot of tech built inside, and so they're leveraging that with these cardboard toys okay. uh, to kind of add a visceral element to the haptic feedback in these controllers so that, you know, I just looked at the thing. There's uh, there's a tank that you can build and you put a controller on one side and a controller on the other side and they vibrate and you can control <laughs> which way the tank moves by the vibration. Vibration. Yeah. Wow. And there was another one that's like a pedal on a bass drum. Oh. And so you fold it out of this yeah. cardboard, all the instructions are there and you put the controller where it's supposed to be and then you can... Like, keep time like you're playing drums. Hmm. It's just very strange. Yeah. So that's Nintendo Labo, Labo, however you pronounce it, L-A-B-O. If you've got a Nintendo Switch, check it out. Yeah, yeah. I I had the Nintendo Wii, the original one, and I know at some point I had gotten, like, a kit that came with, like, a tennis racket thing that you put the controller in. They were Mm -hmm. all plastic, but all these different things to kind of go with the games. So it sounds like this is the next level. They even say in this article, it's like Nintendo meets Lego meets creativity, but having it be cardboard, it keeps the price down. Uh, You don't need it to last forever, but it gives you a lot of creativity and being able to do some of these really interesting things with it. Oh, one of the other things that um, you'll see if you watch this video is you can deck out all these things with different colored tapes and designs, and you can color them with markers. And so it's a very fun, creative learning lab uh, that you can use with your Nintendo. Very cool. Another thing that was announced this week is Spotify is launching Spotlight. Now, I thought this was funny. I just read the little one-paragraph summary of the article. I did not read the whole thing. And what You must have found it on Facebook. (laughs) This blurb said to me was, Spotify is taking podcasts and they're going to add images, almost like video to audio. Who would have thought that would be a thing? This is crazy. To have visuals tied with audio. Yeah. Maybe this whole audio thing isn't the end all be all. (laughs) Maybe the Alexa isn't the end all be all. Maybe people prefer video and visual images. Well, am I crazy? You are crazy. But what I took away from this, and I think I'm the one who posted this article. Is and I think I read it in its entirety. Oh wow! Look at you. <laughs> I was excited. High and mighty over there. Well, we do this little thing called a podcast. Oh. You might be listening to it right now. I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. Or you might be making it right now. I'm not sure. And I thought, well, this might be Spotify's ploy to kind of take over podcasting from Apple because right now Apple they did not invent podcasting. They kind of named it with their yes. iPod. Because no one was doing anything in this space worth mentioning. And Apple comes in and says, you know what? We could make this better. Um, And so they did. They organized it. They provided a platform. They made it free, kind of an open source type community. Mm. It's been really great. And I thought, well, maybe this is Spotify trying to take that mantle away from Apple by offering something new. Now, here's what you can't do. As a podcast, as an independent podcast like us, we can't just put our podcast on Spotify. They have partners right now. And so they are making rich audio podcasts. That's what the spotlight thing is. Much like, as you mentioned, video. But I think it's more than that. It's metadata attached to an audio file. So maybe halfway through the podcast, a how-to video will pop up. Or maybe there's images popping in and out of the podcast, which you can do already with Apple's tools. Uh, Put image thumbnails on the viewer, but maybe it's pop up a link. Maybe it's something else. It doesn't have to be video. It doesn't have to be images. It's like a rich platform that you can attach to this audio. And of course you'll only be able to play these things through the Spotify app or the website. That's why I think they're kind of making a play. They're 
creating an alternative platform. Yes. And, you know, everyone's getting into video, right? So Netflix is making their own content. Apple's making their own content. Uh, this, since Spotify is an audio platform, this is their way to create some content. Yeah. And kind of be in charge of something to bring people to their platform. Yeah, we'll see. I know, like, Stitcher, they have been making a big play for podcasts, but they do like a lot of exclusives where you can only get stuff on Stitcher and they have a Stitcher premium where you pay so much a month to get even more exclusive podcast type stuff. Mm -hmm. I like the open source nature that podcasts have had, but as with everything that will go the way of the dodo bird over time because people want money. I think it's going to be interesting. I've got another article later on. I think it's going to be a very interesting year in podcasting. I think we're going to, We've had a pretty big boom over the last couple of years in podcasting. Yeah. It's really had a lot of growth, popularity. I think we're going to start to see the expanse of podcasting level out a little bit and mm-hmm. just, it's going to kind of settle into itself a little bit. And it'll probably get better. Yeah. The really crummy podcasts will kind of fall off. The middle of the road will stabilize. And of course, there'll be a lot of premium offerings yes. like this thing from Spotify. And I think possibly too, some of the money might go out of podcasting some for ads and sponsorships and stuff, which will again, make better quality because people that are just in it to maximize their money, Mm -hmm. it won't be as advantageous for them. So that's just some to watch out for over this year. I think I, I've seen some writing on the wall that we might see some changes. Some of it's the Apple's new uh, analytics that they're doing for podcasts, that data they're giving. It's in beta right now. Mm-hmm. Podcasts are going to have a lot better idea of what's working and what's yeah. not. And I think a lot less of it works than a lot of them think works. Wow. Yeah. Bold statements <laughs> from Nate Heath. The Not Nerd Podcast will be the only podcast left at the end of 2018. I'm okay with that. That would be cool. Not really, because I listen to a lot of other podcasts. Speaking of the audio industry, mm-hmm. we have some good news this week. <laughs> okay, you posted this, and I was like, what's the big deal? But go ahead and tell everyone. The One of the greatest bands of all time, Def Leppard, oh, okay. is now available on most streaming services. They had some issues. They were one of the last greats that was not available, and now Def Leppard you can listen to some Def Leppard on your Apple Music, your Spotify, whatever music service you use. So The funny thing is, and maybe this is a little telling of my <laughs> – I did not know that they were currently not available. No, nobody did. Like, it's like, yeah, how often are you going to listen to Def Leppard? But so yeah, I, I thought I was surprised that somehow they had been a holdout with some of the licensing and their record deal that they had had. But that's I, available. I thought Metallica was that way. The last, they, yeah. you know, they were the original holdouts. Napster haters. With this, I know we can just gloss over this and go this uh, to the next topic. But this was on Loop in- Insight by Jim Dalrymple, yes. who is an unabashed heavy metal fan. Yes. He's a big music guy, and so this is very interesting to him. And he posted it, but I thought it was very telling that there was one comment on this article, and the loop was pretty well read. I think. Oh yeah, there's yeah. thousands and thousands of people. One comment, hard to think of any better news I could read today. And I'm like, really? I There's a couple. No, no, no better you know, news. You know, a, a truck didn't hit a bus of, full of kids or something yeah. like, no, Def Leppard's available on Well, Spotify. maybe Michael Q, the user that posted that comment, maybe he gets some sort of royalty every time a Def Leppard <laughs> song. We can only hope because, yes, that possibly should not be the best piece well before we move on to the next thing what is a Depp leopard song that you can think of that i cannot uh photograph Def leopard now not to be confused photograph every time it makes no, me that laugh. would be nickelback okay yes there are very there are multiple photograph songs that have all been hits nickelback <laughs> i would probably rank at the top i believe <laughs> of course that ed sheeran also has one yeah um but there are several, but Def Leppard has a... Well, give us a taste of it. How's it go? Huh? No. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. I, I will pull it up here and give oh, you... Oh, I don't want a real version. I want the Nate Heath version. I, I, I could not give you... I could not do justice. I sang Nickelback for uh, you. Anybody can sing Nickelback for me. Yeah. 
Just some good hard rock good rock. 80s hair metal. Another one. Oh, so good. Another <laughs> great one is Pour Some Sugar on Me. Oh, now I know this one. Yes. that This is probably their most popular song. Yes, so those, um, amongst many other hits, can now be streamed on your favorite streaming service. Yes, yes. One of the hot apps this week, I don't know if you tried this one out. Well, I should have been suspicious when my teenage daughter said, can I have the Google Arts and Culture app on my phone? And I was like, well, yes, daughter. I want you to learn all about the curated works of beauty around this world of culture and art. But what she was really wanting to do was <laughs> find her doppelganger in the art world. <laughs> yeah. And so what you do, you get the app and it is actually a very informative app. It's Google's kind of way to sneak it into everybody's phone. They do have yeah. a lot of great information on there on great art, but they have a feature where you take a selfie and it processes through and finds, tries to find your art doppelganger. Now, did you try it this I week? did. And I kept getting a very similar looking person across. There was like five or 10 different yeah. ones that brought up uh, kind of a balding person because I'm bald, G- kind of a goatee or facial hair type thing because I have a short yes. beard I'm growing now. So they, but they weren't that close. I'm yeah. looking on the Kataki website, and they have some like dead ringers. There's a girl sitting on a bench and a real girl who looks just like her in yes. the painting, a long haired gentleman who looks like this nice prince looking fellow. Uh, and then a guy that's kind of like me, balding with a with a beard, kind of looks like this Russian guy Yeah, um, that's in this painting. And so, so these ones aren't from the app. These are people that I'm guessing somebody said, hey, I was at this art museum. Yeah. This person looks exactly like you. So then this person went to the art museum. Yes. Took a picture in front of the photo, and they do look exactly alike. So did you try it? Did you find somebody? I did. I tried it, but it was not. It was kind of a darker picture. I was hoping to get something with a similar facial hair uh, configuration, but I was unable to do that. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. In the show notes, we'll put links to the pictures that were closest matched yes. to us. Yes, we will do that. And you can learn more about idea. us. Uh, next up, this is kind of a not news story. The headline is Amazon raises the price for Prime. The truth of this story is they're raising the monthly price for Prime. Right. I do not know. Maybe a lot of people do. I have always just done the yearly subscription. It used to be yeah. seventy nine. Now it's ninety nine dollars a month That's or a do. year, not per month. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This price lot. change was going from the monthly Prime membership, so you could just do it month to month from ten ninety nine to twelve ninety nine. All I have to say about right. this is it's because they want people to do the yearly subscription. They don't want people because there's probably a lot of people that just come for December for all their Christmas shopping, and then they ditch it the next. So I would recommend just doing the $99 a year. It's cheaper yeah. that way, and unless you plan on stopping shopping with Amazon or using any of their services, it just makes a lot of sense. Dave's taking selfies over there and matching with his artwork. I actually found one that was pretty close. So. Yeah. Oh, you guys will be excited to see that. <laughs> you guys are, you guys will be excited about that. <laughs> you better be. Um, I had to fit in one security story of the week. I'm not going to talk about it much, but Apple released and updated for January 2018 iOS 11 security guide. Mm-hmm. Guide. This is 78 page PDF. Holy Toledo! That goes through every single area of iOS 11. And talks about all of the security features, how the security is built around it. I skimmed through it a little bit, found some semi-interesting stuff. But if you're interested in that, we talk a lot about how secure iPhones are. That's one of the reasons we use them compared to Android. This will give you every single bit of information if you're concerned about security in iOS. New segment on the show, Dave reads from the iOS security, iOS 11 PDF. And this week, everyone, we're starting with the table of contents. Oh, good. Page four, 
introduction. Page five, security, system security. Oh, let me show you again. <laughs> He's <laughs> let me, good. Let me show you. See, this is going to be riveting, see? So stay tuned. Yeah. That's this week. We're oh, gonna, wow. Yeah. And, short segments. A short segment. And then uh, we're going to do this every week for the next 300 weeks. Yeah. Maybe that's our new podcast. It's a completely separate podcast, yeah. iOS Security with Dave. Maybe. And it's like the one-minute movies where the, you just do... <laughs> Five seconds of reading each yeah. week, and that's the episode. And then I'll have a forum where we can discuss what I read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not too much to say about those first couple lines. Well, it gets better, trust me. Um, this kind of ties back to what I was talking about with the podcast changes. Another thing that YouTube unveiled this week was mm-hmm. their new monetization rules. Oh boy, I can't wait to hear about this. Yeah. To talk about riveting. I was not happy because this actually means that my personal YouTube page is no longer qualifies to have advertising. Yes, and I know that the tens of listeners or watchers of your video we're really concerned about this. Yes. Now, this is your personal, not your PDX Fast Foodie. Not PDX Fast Foodie. This is your not, personal. Not one. nerd. This was my personal one, which I had some videos. I had one video that has, I think, like 80,000 views, a couple other popular what, ones. 80,000 yeah. views? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was it of? You eating a churro or something? No, it was our friend Mike crashing on oh. a Razor scooter. And oh, it's yeah. called Amazing Razor, Razor Scooter Jump. And it is not that amazing. But <laughs> it would get a ton. Of views. It's it was all shot in the on, title. It was shot back on my, I think it was my Nokia phone. It wasn't even the, an iPhone? No, it was pre-iPhone days. Holy So it was cow. like, it was 2005, I think. Well, that's so. not even fair that they don't monetize that. That's amazing. Yeah, so the change is, it used to be pretty much anybody could start advertising. Then they cracked down a little bit and said, your channel needed 10,000 views. So 10,000 video views. Yeah, then you could turn on ads. So you had 80,000. Yeah, at, so I was past yeah, that. Yeah. Now the rule is you must have 1,000 subscribers yeah, to your so. channel and you must have 4,000 hours of watch time every 12 months. So here's what I don't like about this. Google's saying, man, we're really paying out a lot of money to content creators. So we're just going to keep raising the bar. So here's the rules. Everybody does their stuff. They make content. They work really hard. They quit their job. And I'm yeah. a YouTube video star, and they have 300 subscribers, and they're they're you know they're making 500 bucks a month, and they're living in their parents' basement. Now it's like, oh, sorry, you have to have a thousand subscribers. Well, these people are never going to get a thousand subscribers, and so their source of income is just gone. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. YouTube can make or Google can make as many rules as they want, yeah. but they're going to start souring users if they keep yeah. raising the bar and keep changing the rules every few months just to make it better for them. I think this is an opportunity, and I've thought about this for years. One of these days, someone's going to come up with an alternative platform, and it's going to take off. It's going to become viral, and YouTube's going to be like, oh, whoa, 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 come back to YouTube, and it's going to be like, nope. This is a new yeah. place where video lives. Yeah, I, It could happen, and now's a right time to make that. So I've got an old uh, PC in the basement. We're going to hook up a video thing, and we're going to name it something. Yeah. So Dave Tube. Dave Tube. That's a good go. one. It's yeah. so catchy. <laughs> yes. The way it ties in with the previous story about Spotify and podcast advertising, one of the big problems YouTube has had is they have all these people that pay to advertise on YouTube, but... When you have anybody with 10,000 views can get ads, Mm -hmm. you start getting some pretty shady stuff or poor quality stuff. Mm -hmm. Not that our stuff is poor quality. No, it's excellent. But they're having to put ads on those. And so these advertisers, they want quality views. Yeah. But if it's something that they don't – a topic they don't agree with, if it's something that's just really kind of creepy or weird Mm – and here's this ad that doesn't relate to that audiences at all. It makes it hard to want to advertise, spend your money to advertise on YouTube when you have other ways to do that, Instagram, Facebook, Google yeah. ads. And then they've had some controversies, but like the Logan Paul incident, I don't know if we even talked about that junk, but he had a very controversial video, but he's way above the four. I mean, he's got oh, yeah. millions of subscribers and gets millions of hours of views. So he's above that. So it doesn't really have to do with that. I think it's advertisers saying, hey, we're giving you a ton of money, Google. What are you giving us back for it? Are you giving us a quality placement on a decent video? That does make sense because if I'm a 
a seller of fine wines. Yes. And my advertisement ends up on Amazing Razor uh, Scooter Jump. Michael Peterson mustached fellow jumping on a razor scooter. I might be a little offended by that. Yeah. Because I'm spending money on these things. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of layers here, but I do agree with you that they need to be careful because it has been looked at as a great place of opportunity and they just wiped away a lot of people's opportunity. So I'm looking, I'm checking my channel. I have a Numa Numa tribute uh, mm. video that I did in 2006 that has 8,000 views. Where is my Razor Scooter jump? Did What's they take Numa? it off? Numa Numa. Oh my goodness. I see you This is the music episode here. We'll get the song going. Does this mean, is a pretty Does epic that mean video. wind, wind, or breath, breath? It's the song. Oh, from, yeah. And the crazy guy did the video, the big meme. I did a mocking of that it's on my channel. It's hurting my ears. Well, it's turned up pretty loud in our in our cans, as we call it in the industry. Oh man, so good! But I'm, I think they might have taken my amazing razor scooter jump video down because probably because the quality was so horrible. Did you have some? Music oh, there in it is. There it is. Uh, we are at seventy nine thousand two hundred and seventy two. Oh, views. you lied! It wasn't even close to eighty thousand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah. And he so, didn't have the mustache or the hair back then. No, so. that was a short hair period. That was good. So, yeah, check out <laughs> that was, Nate Heath's YouTube channel for all right, some winners. All right, listeners, let's get this video up to 80,000 yes. views. And subscribe to Nate's channel so he can go from... How many subscribers do you have? Not a whole lot. And you can watch my mullet movie that I made yeah. in the early 2000s. We got to go from 17 subscribers to 1,000 in one week. One week. Let's We're going to talk that. about this the next time. Several mustache videos on there. Dave might even make an appearance in there somewhere. I so. think I'm in there somewhere. So one other piece of news. We talked about we talk about both of these services, and I just happened to stumble across this. Twit, This Week in Tech, Leo mm-hmm. Laporte's network, is suing... Twitter. Okay. Because apparently they had some verbal agreement last many moons yeah. ago of Leo was kind of like, hey, I've got this thing called Twit. You're calling this thing Twitter. Right. And Ev Williams, the founder of Twitter, was like, hey, we're not going to do video. Yeah. We're not going to do audio. You have your podcast network. We have our 140 yeah. characters. It'll never be confused. Well, Twit has filed suit because Twitter has become much more than um, – just 140 characters. Yeah. They do a ton of video stuff. Now they do 156 char- characters. <laughs> 280, if you're Oh, lucky. it's 280? Yeah, wow. They doubled it. Um, but somebody was saying that they think that Twit's having to sue Twitter because they need some money because their network's not doing as well, which yeah. Leo Laporte has made some comments that they're having problems getting advertisers because some of these, you know, the young kids and their YouTube videos. Yeah. But so again, just some interesting signals for the year in pos- podcasting ahead. Yeah. But even more importantly than that, it is time for our picks of the week. So my pick of the week is something I have – I remember. I remember this clear as day. Way back when I was in college, I think it was probably like around 1994 or five. I was living in a house with some guys and down in the basement, there was a TV and a speaker system, and we watched Twister. So whatever Ooh. year that was, I don't. And you were in Kansas, weren't you? Yeah, Watching we were. Twister. So in Twister Kansas. with so uh, what's his face? Uh, yeah, uh, Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Yes. Yeah, and I think uh, Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. That's exactly right, man. I don't want to play <laughs> movie trivia with you. So Bill Pullman and Helen Hunt in the. You know, summer blockbuster Twister. Anyway, we were watching, probably on DVD. Yeah. They had the stereo turned up and the sound was rocking. And I'm like, I have to get a surround sound stereo system. Well, my friends, fast forward 80 years. (laughs) Yes. I don't do math. I don't know how many. It's like 90. I think you're close enough. Like 98 years ago, I pulled the trigger. Now, I'm a little. I have a family, so I can't just pull the biggest trigger. I kind of got a short trigger. But I said, for Christmas, all I want is a sound bar for my TV so that I'm not listening to those tinny, crappy speakers from the TV. I've always been a movie buff. Apparently not as big as you. I can't pull these stars' names out like that out of a hat. But 
I always want, enjoy watching movies at home, and the sound is always bad. So I'm always like trying to figure out how to rig up my headphones or whatever. It's never a great experience. But I got to tell you, I got a sound bar, and I did try. I went to Best Buy. I told my wife, hey, this is what I want for Christmas. And I found one that was about for $149. It's right, right around $150, $130, $40, or $50, something like that. And that was Bill Paxton, not Bill Pullman in Twister. I was way off. And I apologize. Well, thank you for that aside. And also thank you for allowing me the time to log into my phone. I had taken a photo of the one that I bought at Best Buy. Now, this isn't the one that I'm using now, but I want to tell you to stay away from this other one. This is a, a free pro tip here. I bought the LG SH3K. It's the 300-watt version, hmm. and it cost me, like like I said, about 140 or something like that. From Best Buy, it was on sale, and I got to tell you, I think I know why it was on sale. It was okay. Don't get me wrong. It sounded fine, but for the price that I paid for a little bit more money, I got a much better nice. thing. And I also will say tonight at Walmart, I saw the LG soundbar that's the 100-watt version, Mm -hmm. I would steer clear of that one. It was like $120. Not worth it. Dave, which one did you get? The world is waiting. Yes. What is this thing that you got? Well, I ended up going with a Vizio. Now, I've kind of shied away from Vizio because the last two televisions I have purchased from Vizio have both crapped out after about Mm. three or four years. Both of them. And I'm like, come on, Vizio, you can do better than this. But I did, you know, some research. I like to do that online. You? And everyone kept coming up with this Vizio stuff. And I'm like, all right, I got to try this. And I don't know, the universe is working together. I was reading through Twitter, and I think it was 9 to 5 Mac deals or some deals that were out there, Mac Observer or something, had deals. And they said for Costco, for $179, you could get the 39 or the 36 inch. Vizio 5.1 wireless soundbar system. Wow. Now, what does 5.1 mean? That means there are five channels of audio plus one subwoofer. And this thing, I got to tell you, and I'm going along on this, but for just a little bit more money, it has built-in Chromecast integration. So if I'm listening to Spotify on my phone, I don't have to do all this connect the Bluetooth, blah, blah, blah. I just hit the little icon in the corner. It shoots it to my soundbar. It also has two rear speakers. They're not very loud, but they add so much more ambiance and volume to the yeah. to the room. And if you have the equipment, it will do like surround type stuff. My, my stuff's mainly just stereo. But still, when I'm back by the couch, I can hear it better. Yeah. It's a more balanced. I'm not like leaning in and turning it up and down all the time. Those extra speakers really fill the room with sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't have to be right on the TV to hear it. I can just kind of be anywhere in the room. It's really nice. Got a, a bunch of other features. Uh, I can turn it up and down with my TV remote because <laughs> it's got an optical cable link. Now this, if the LG soundbar were a Toyota, nice, sounds good, good value. This Vizio is like a Lexus or a Mercedes. I opened the box, and I was going to write a review on this. I think I'll just spill it here. I opened the box, packaging that would make Apple proud. Wow. There's a small cardboard box. You open it up. There are three little compartments filled with individual cables that are nicely wrapped and tied with a plastic uh, label that Hmm. says power cord for soundbar power cord for a subwoofer, uh, stereo cables. There's the left and right stereo cables. They have these nicely kind of machined plastic ends that fit exactly into the soundbar unit because that's how the satellites are powered. Yeah, Everything is premium. Wow. Everything is premium. I was like, man, this... High living. This, I'm looking around. Did I do, did I suddenly get gold goblets to drink out of? I feel like I had the Midas touch with this thing. So anyway, I couldn't say more about this. It was 179. I'll give the link. It may not be that price anymore. I got it from Costco, but I can tell you this weekend I was also at Costco and I saw a guy on a cart pushing one out. I don't know if it was the 36 inch or the 39 inch, but they have them in store at Costco. Hmm. So if you're looking for a sound bar, you can't do any better than the nice. Vizio for the money you spend. Yeah. 
you can spend all the way up to four or five hundred oh, bucks yeah. for these. And this Vizio, the, I think the retail price is like three hundred dollars. Nice. So it's nice. The Vizio soundbar, love it. Yeah, it makes a big difference to add some sound to our very skinny TVs. Yes. My pick of the week is Inspector. Uh, Inspector Gadget? I uh, wish. That would be my second pick of the week. If you need some good television watching, go back and watch Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget? I barely knew her. (laughs) Oh, that one's for Todd. Yowza. Yowza. So, if you go to Google... I will tell you why you would search for this. Okay, I'm at Google all the time. Guess what? New tab. I'm at Google. At now Google, what do I do? Type in inspector, but I-N-S-P-E-C-T-R-E. Oh, geez. So it's like a specter. Now what's going like to come ghost. up yes, is the first link for anybody is going to be grc.com. I got to tell you, short sidestep. I love these punny things. I don't know why I have never come up with inspector yeah. ever. I've never thought of it. Yeah. Some other things are brilliant that I come up with. I, I got to say, hats off to you, GRC. Steve uh, Gibson. Steve Gibson Research. This is an amazing name, but please go on. Yes. So Steve Gibson, we talked about him. He's a security expert. He creates a lot of software and everything. He was waiting last week to see the Spectre and the Meltdown. Meltdown, yeah. The two big flaws that they found in like every single computer chip in the last 20 years. Yeah. They were worried that it's going to slow everything way down. Well, there was a couple tools. There was like one really confusing, horribly named one from Microsoft. And then there was <laughs> another one from some like malware software, you know, protection from malware. They don't create malware. Yeah, yeah. I don't re- even remember the name of it, but it was like took super long and like needed to be connected to the internet for no reason at all. Yeah. So Steve was sitting there and he didn't want to make the program, but last weekend he was said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I've got to build it. He builds an assembly language. So the whole program is like 120 kilobytes. <laughs> it's like the world, he makes the world's smallest programs. And it's, it's only that big because he had to add high color res images for Windows 10. <laughs> it wouldn't work on Windows 10 unless you have a certain quality images. So yeah. he was kind of upset about that. Right. Enough about that. Inspector, here's what you can do with it. Okay. With the meltdown and the Spectre flaws, everybody's pushing out updates. HP, Dell, Intel, everybody's trying to get this Apple stuff even. updated. Yes, yeah. to mitigate this. Well, you download this program and you run it on your computer. It takes half a second to download and half a second to run on a mostly on a Windows PC, but there's a, a caveat to that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a Windows computer, download the program, run it. It'll give you like some green check marks if you're okay, but it also will give you a bunch more information if there's any issues, if there's performance issues. It'll look at all this stuff, and he has added. You can disable the protection for Meltdown or Spectre if your computer's having a bunch of performance problems. Hmm. Be, he, and he says he can feels like he can do it in good conscience since there is no – it's just theoretical that this flaw could be used. Right. There's been nothing in the no. wild that it exists. No, so it's just he says, people know about it. If you really feel like you need that performance back, if it, your computer happens to get hit hard – you can disable that and it will switch it back and have full. Yeah. It'll revert it back to whatever. So Steve Gibson, check out his website. It's pretty old school, but he has a bunch of free, different little freeware and stuff. Mostly all works on a windows computer. Now, something you talked about a long time ago was a program called wine. Yeah. Which will allow you to kind of run some windows apps. I have wine installed on my computer. I downloaded the file, double clicked it and it ran. So we won't spend the time now to explain how Wine works or how to install it, because this is the Not Nerd podcast. This is not a podcast for nerds. But if you really are adventurous and want to delve into this, let us know, and we'll we'll give you some help there. Yes. But if you're curious where your computer is at in the spectrum of Spectre, the Spectrum, or (laughs) Meltdown, go find this great little utility, super easy. And Uh what are my results? You are vulnerable. Now, he did say something. There's a way to look at the specifics 
So it's not just the easy yes, yes, no, where yeah. it'll give you more information because it's not perfect on Macs because it's designed for it Windows. It says full details below. Yes. So there's a whole big long thing that you can read. But but anyway, yeah, limited availability on Macs, fully supported on Windows. So if you want to tinker around with this, uh, check it out. Yeah, he's had it's only been around for three days. <laughs> He's got 231,000 downloads and 26,000 downloads per day. That math doesn't add up real quick. Maybe that's when he updated it uh, was 3.3 days ago. But it's been around about a week now, I guess. And it's worth going to the website just to check out his uh, logo for Inspector. (laughs) Yes. He created that himself, and he was quite proud of himself. But, Yeah. yeah, Steve Gibson, it's very cool little utility. It's not the typical pick of the week, but it is something yeah. that is very relevant. Uh, if you're having problems with your computer, if you're not sure, you can use this and give it a check. Great. With that, we are going to episode episode 111. Is this of, now a dinosaur episode yes, with raptors? Raptor sode. Uh, we're going to wrap up this episode okay. number 111. That Thank makes you more guys sense. so much for listening. We love to hear from you guys. We get lots of feedback. Um, there was some story that somebody had given us this week. I don't know if we even covered it. Oh well. Next week. Uh, next week we Oh, it was sorry. It was the Nintendo stuff. Jared yeah. had brought that up to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Jared. Um, and he had seen that because he is our resident game expert. So I'm sad that I forgot that when we were talking about the story. Anyways, keep asking us questions. Keep checking things out. We love to see on the Facebook group, Facebook page, Twitter, the website, wherever. Get involved with Not Nerd because that's how we uh, yeah. grow is you asking us questions and you sharing us with a friend. Or show up right to Nate's house with the what three words? What yes. was it? Uh, yeah, listen back a couple armpit, episodes. Armpit, leg, and... hair, nose hole. Was <laughs> yes. that the three words to that's get to your house? That's how you get to my house. Right. Yes, a little callback to episode 109. Thank you for that, and thank you all for listening. Man, that was a good exit. Um, just a quick side news. Are you, is your can working? Hello? Hello? Do you it hear is. yourself? My, my ears were like blasted out from that video, though, so maybe. That's weird. Huh. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. There we go.